0: Hi, everybody, this is Bonnie Provincial. And to kick off our very first episode of the Proven Progress podcast, I'm going to talk to you about how I got started and how my journey ended up with me here talking to you today. So, essentially, to just tell you guys a little bit more about myself, um, I grew up in a really small town in northwestern Montana, and I was always very driven um, to be successful. And that was definitely to be, um, society's definition of successful. So I didn't really ever consider like what my passions were. If I wanted to help people, I didn't really consider that. I just always thought about the job that I was going to have. Um, cause that's just kind of what we're taught growing up is that, you know, you need to get yourself an education so you can get a job doing a skill and trade your time for money doing that skill. So, I graduated from high school and my parents expectations for me were quite low. I was very different than everybody else in my family. So it was I was really hard for them to kind of keep control of and um, motivate in in their ways. Um, So I wasn't really open to any of their suggestions. You know, my dad thought I should be a teacher and like a basketball coach because I was pretty athletic. And I mean, just for him to um, suggest that I should do that was enough reason for me to rebel and not want to do that. So basically what I ended up doing, um, I went to college, I had a scholarship to play basketball. And I just started taking business because I had no idea what I actually was passionate about or what I wanted to do. So I figured I would get started in business because then, you know, regardless of what I ended up doing, I would, you know, fall into a job somewhere. If you got a business degree or a diploma, you can uh, pretty much do whatever you want in some way, shape or form. So that was what I did. Um, essentially, I was going to college to play basketball I wasn't really going for an education because I wasn't really thinking that far ahead so what happened I went I was always going to do the best at whatever I was doing so I went to college I got really good marks I was a good athlete on the basketball team you know graduated with honors was the student athlete of the year When I graduated, Um, but then it was time for real life. And so I went out, tried to find a job and I didn't do a really awesome job at that. I sold, I sold um, Cutco knives for a while and I got pretty tired of that and then I was going to be a financial advisor and then somebody told me that that was a really bad idea because it would take me a long time before I could make any money. So that scared me really bad and I ended up working at this bank as a part-time bank teller and that's where I met my wife Michelle and so... Um, We started dating and I knew right away that this was like the woman of my dreams. So I couldn't screw that up. And I I got really serious about making sure that I had um, a steady job and a good income because she had two children from a previous marriage and, you know, she had already been divorced. So I needed to step it up and show her that I was going to be able to take care of her. So. I got really serious I got a job at the college in the athletics office because those were you know the people I knew um, and was able to kind of leverage my way in there to get a decent job and so I did that for about three years and I was just in an office you know. Watching the budgets, booking the travel, coordinating the events and the the games for all of the sports teams, and it was just like a lot of office work, like I was helping you know the student athletes, which was important to me because I was a student athlete, but I was constantly in indoors and just growing up in Montana as a kid, I loved being outside and it just drove me crazy that I was inside all the time, so I was was doing some searching and decided that I wanted to build houses and that was my passion and that was what I really wanted to accomplish and really wanted to do so I quit my job there uh, took a pretty substantial pay cut to go be a framer for a company so there was a company that took a chance on me and he hired me i had absolutely no construction experience at all i had no idea what i was doing but i was really eager to learn and a really hard worker and so that's what I told him um, to get him to hire me. I said, you know what? I'm not going to know the most, but I will work the hardest. I'll outwork any man here. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I'll outwork any man, and it will actually make all the men work harder because they'll come in and see a girl, you know, kicking their ass, and it will get them get them motivated to do better. So he liked my attitude, so he hired me. I worked for him for about a year. And um, all while this is going on, um, I, me and Michelle got married, And we moved into a bit of a nicer house. Um, She was in nursing school, so she finished that, got a job as a nurse. So that helped um, with the income a bit. So we got a nicer, bigger house. We had been just um, renting before that and then moved into like a little condo. So, you know, life was getting better. I was learning a lot. So I started my own business as a framer. And at about that time, um, we were expecting to have twins (laughs) so we were adding to our family and things got really busy my business took off i had so much work that i couldn't find good help fast enough and i couldn't get all the work done myself so i basically came down to um, michelle was like okay like you are spending insane amounts of time at work what's really important here you you need to really um, buckle down and like you gotta pick, like you there's just no way you can do this. So I got a job for a home building company, and it was a bit of a blow because you know, I was off you know making quite a bit of money working on my own, setting my own, well, I wasn't really setting my own hours. I, in my mind, I was going to build this thing where I could set my own hours, um, and have a crew that could do a lot of the work. And, you know, I was going to get to this point where it was going to be this great business and it meant a lot of financial freedom. It meant a lot of freedom of my time. And that was my vision for, for my company. And I just, I could not quite get it there. And, I mean, we had newborn twins at home, and it just was not the right time to be trying to dive in and spend 16 hours a day at work. And, I mean, we, I would wake up for our 3.30 a.m. feeding, like, our our twins would eat every morning at 3.30, so I would wake up, and I would feed them their bottle, burp them, put them back to bed, and then I would go to work, and I would start my workday at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then not get home until 6 o'clock at night, and, you know, raising twin, raising newborn twins is not, very easy so Michelle was at home doing that by herself and you know something had to give and I always remember you know Michelle had already gone through a divorce so a lot of times she would she would share with me she would tell me you know like these are the reasons why our relationship didn't work and a big one of those was family and connection and making sure that that we always kept our relationship number one was really important to me because she was seriously like a dream that I I had never dreamt up. Like I just really never thought I would be able to meet somebody like her and have an amazing family. Like it was just not something that I ever felt was in my reach. So I was not about ready to have any anything step in my way of my relationship with her. So I went ahead and took the, this other job which was again a cut and pay but steady hours it was just your regular you know 8 to 5 job but it was for a bigger company and there was room for advancement so the day I showed up on the job I was working towards a promotion where I was going to be like the site superintendent kind of coordinating everything that had to do with the building of a house right from digging the first hole to you know, putting the last little touch up of paint on and then delivering that home to the customer and making sure that they were happy with everything and everything was perfect for them. And it took me two short years to get that promotion. So I had a lot to learn. I only knew how to frame when I started working for them. And I quickly learned all of the other ins and outs of building a whole entire home. And so Once I learned how to do that and I I took that position, I took that promotion, you know, I busted my butt. I did everything I could because um, there was a lot of people that didn't think that I would be able to succeed. They, you know, even when my manager hired me for the job, he said, to be honest with you, Bonnie, like, I would have hired you for this position a long time ago if you were a guy. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like that's really nice of you to share that with me. Um, I, I mean, I took it pretty hard, but it was, it was kind that he was so honest with me, and he just straight up said, like, I, it makes me hesitate because, like, this is an industry of construction workers and tradespeople, and like, I don't know if they're gonna respect you. I don't think they're gonna listen to you, and when you have a customer you know, that's not happy with something, like, they're just going to want to think they're going to walk all over you and think you don't know anything strictly because you're a female. And I was just like, well, that's silly. (laughs) Like... Like I do know all these things and I, I was really well respected um, amongst the tradespeople because I worked with them, you know, like there was a different superintendent, but I was doing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff to make sure the jobs were ready for the tradespeople when they came. And if something wasn't quite right for them, I'd always call them, let them know, like I had really good relationships with these people and uh so regardless i got the job and kind of my very first home that i was going to build from start to finish um our company was in a big predicament because we had to get this house open for this big it's called the parade of homes it's this big um grand opening and a bunch of stuff had gotten messed up with the developer and he couldn't get us any of our lots and our permits all finalized in time so that we would have this house finished by then and they were like, well, you know, we got to put it in the ground, we got to start it, like, and I just said, well, what's my date? like, what's my deadline, like, when, when do I got to have this thing done by, like, I'm going to do it, and, and everybody was just like, okay, no, you're, you're not, like, there's just not enough time, and I just said, no, I'm going to make it happen, and I just took it on as a huge challenge, and everybody that I had built a relationship with over that, that time just came, and they helped me out, and people worked weekends, and they worked nights, and the very first home I built, I did the whole entire thing start to finish in 82 days, so um, that was awesome. It was just this huge adrenaline rush, and it was just unbelievable, because typically, we're shooting for 120 days to build a home. That's kind of our ideal target, so I just like totally blew that out of the water and it was like a company record and all this stuff and it was just it was awesome because it was kind of like yeah you know like I do have people's respect and people are going to respond to me and so I went on you know that was my first experience but I went on with this job and it was it was fun and it was challenging it was very stressful there was lots of moving parts I would be building anywhere from 10 to 25 houses at a time um, with customers moving in different concerns coming up and and yeah, so it was a very high stress job, but I was also getting paid pretty well. And uh, that was something that, that was always in the back of my mind of my level of success. And I always was kind of always thinking about that. Like I wanted to take my family on holidays and I wanted to do exciting things. And, and I want, and to do that, you have to have money, right? So I was, I was happy in the sense of I was making decent money, but Then it was kind of like this stage of, okay, well, I'm finally making decent money. Now I can start maybe saving for my retirement and, you know, starting to think about the future and and what's the next level. Like I was comfortable in my position. What's the next level? Well, I looked at my manager above me and I did not want his job. Um, I did not want the manager above my manager's job. Like that just was those people were sitting in offices and that was not... That was not something that I wanted to do. So it was pretty clear I wasn't going to go any higher in the company I was in. And I just really started spinning my wheels. Like, I was not really enjoying my work anymore. I was starting to get frustrated because the same mistakes, the same issues were just constantly coming up. And it was just... I was getting stuck in this frustrated place. And I just... It really transferred over into my personal life and I remember the biggest thing was I went to pick up my son from from day home the one day and he's just like I don't want to go home with you you know and that was rare like usually my like previously and two years prior my kids were excited to come and see me like they they wanted to come home and uh, he was just like no like we don't do anything at home we're you're always tired you're always grumpy and I just I hit this wall of, like, I didn't have anywhere to go, and so I just started searching, and I was like, okay, this is, like, I need to be happy, like, I'm not, I'm not fulfilled, I'm not happy, and it's totally taking over every aspect of my life, like, right back to square one of, like, okay, like, if my family's my highest priority, like, how come I'm not making them that, like, what's going on, and so, To me, I was thinking, looking at the next level was like retirement. Like, how can I retire faster so I can spend more time with my family? And how can I, you know, make more money so that we can do more things? And I was picking up side projects and and building different stuff for people for extra money. And so I was actually spending less time with my family and... I was also, you know, starting to listen to some podcasts and and read some books, and I came across this idea that a lot of us, a lot of people out there are living their life waiting for an end. They're waiting for the end of their work day, and then they're waiting for the end of their work week, just for the weekend, and then they're waiting for the year end so they can start a new goal on New Year's Eve And then really, we're just waiting to retire. We're waiting to start our life until we're retired. And that is that is just no way to live your life like you need to live your life right now today. And I remember reading that or hearing that I don't even remember if I read it or heard it or watched it on a YouTube video or what but it was just it was just like, wow, like that's how I'm living. Like, I would get up in the morning, get the kids breakfast, get them off to daycare, go to work. While I was at work, I was grumpy and pissed off. Then I'd go pick my kids up. I was still grumpy and pissed off. So then we'd go home, and I'd just wait, wait for them to go to bed. Wait for them to go to bed so that I could do what I wanted to do, which was, like, watch my show on Netflix, you know? Or, like, go tinker in the garage or whatever by myself. It wasn't, like, I had just totally no connection with my family at all, and I, like, that's how I lived every day, and every, I, every week, it was, like, okay, whew, it's Wednesday, all right, Thursday, we're finally at Friday Eve, and then, you know, Friday comes, and then we just spend the whole weekend, like, man, I was just so stressed, and wore out from a long week of work, we, like, do nothing, we wouldn't even do anything, we were just, like, sit around and just watch shows or tv or whatever and it just it was a huge eye-opener for me it was just crazy to me how we were living our life and a couple years prior I had lost my grandfather in a tragic quadding accident like he was he was 74 he was a young he was a young 74 it was He was not expected um, to be taken from us so soon. And I remember when when he was basically laying there, I was the only grandchild that got to see him before he passed. And I remember holding his hand and just saying, I will remember everything you taught me. And I hadn't really thought much about that statement until about three years later when I was just hitting this rock bottom of Of, like, wow, where am I at? And when I think of my grandfather, like, he lived his life to the fullest every day. He had amazing relationships. Everyone loved him. Everybody in the family felt love from him. And and he did what he wanted when he wanted to do it. Like, he just, he lived every day. And I was just, like, thinking to myself, like, man, like, you need to start living up to you need to start living up to your promise, like, what did this man teach you, like, what did he, what did he show you every day of his life, he showed you that you need to live, and I was basically living, like, the next 10 years of my life are guaranteed, I was living, like, the next 10 years of my wife were guaranteed, you know, like, my kids, and, It's unfortunate that we have to wait for some kind of tragic event or the bottom to pull us out of this stuff. But that's why I'm talking to you guys today. And that's why we're here today, because maybe some of you guys are out here searching and looking, just like I was, um, for some kind of answer, for some kind of help. But I don't want you to have to hit bottom to the point where you're almost losing your family or losing your job or you know, losing yourself to drugs or alcohol to get to this point where you're living your life, right? Like, why can't we just start, we need to hear this message before we get there, right? We need to hear this message when things are good so that we know how to keep them good and know how to appreciate the things that we have. So, you know, I basically made a plan that day that That I was not going to take anything for granted and I was going to reignite my life and I was going to start doing my best at work and I was going to start challenging myself at work and the funniest thing happened like I started accepting challenges at work you know we had a house that was a show home that was completely done pretty much and the um president of the company came down was like I don't really like it I think we need to add some more windows in here and he was basically like I totally understand if you guys don't want to do it you need to open in like a month and that's a lot of work and you know the house is pretty much done so you need like it's going to be a huge renovation for you and i just this without hesitation i just said yeah we'll do it we'll get it done we'll make it happen and um just like stepping up and accepting those kinds of challenges like that totally shifted my whole entire outlook on work i was i was coming home happier I was coming home more alive i i reminded myself that you know i'm, I'm here building homes for people like these customers are going to live and in and, and appreciate this house for all the years to come like the memories that those families are going to make in those houses are huge you know and so i started making this shift and I just I decided like I need to take this journey. Like I need to go further. And so I just started consuming every book, every podcast, every YouTube video. Like I just totally stopped watching Netflix and I started getting up early in the morning and any time I had that was extra time, if I was driving in between work sites, I was listening to a podcast or an audio book or something and I just started soaking in all of these nuggets of knowledge that Are so important and basically it all came down to questions that we ask ourselves and the the conversations that we have with ourselves every day and i want to have that conversation with you guys so that's what this podcast is going to be about is going to be conversations about maybe things and questions that you need to ask yourself in life because the one day i just sat down and i said there's got to be more Like there's got to be more to life than this. Like I was looking at my retirement plan and I was like, okay, if I keep doing the same exact thing that I'm doing in 45 years, I'll be able to retire at 85. (laughs) Like, I was like, man, like I cannot wait until I'm 85 to retire. Like that's insane. So that's what I want you guys to do today. I'm going to always give you a little bit of homework at the end of these podcasts. I just want you to just, Just ask yourself if you are living like the next 10 years of your life are a guarantee. And just think if those years aren't a guarantee, if this year is not a guarantee, do the people out there know that you love them? Do the people that need to hear, I'm sorry, have they heard it? Are there people out there that you need to forgive and you're just putting it off or You know, your ego is too big and you just can't get past certain things. I want you guys to ask yourself those questions. And for now, I'm going to say goodbye. But we will see you next time on the Proven Progress podcast.